Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Hello, hello out there. My guest today is Tamara Israel. She is a poet, a writer, a performer. She has a production company, which is Community Productions, and she's hosting an all-Black party fundraising event this Friday, the 23rd. It's from 6 to 9 at the Caribbean Lounge, and she's going to tell us all about it, and we're going to talk about her new docuseries and so much more. So welcome, Tamara. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Vendor. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much. You're also a podcaster. You have coffee with tea and that's on Apple Podcasts. So folks can go there and find that. They can also find you on YouTube. You're also a graphic designer and a goldsmith. So your community productions focuses on BIPOC and the LGBTQIA. So can you tell us all about your fundraising event happening this Friday? Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to talk about it. So the All Black Party is happening this Friday, the 23rd at the Caribbean Lounge in Hyannis at 662 Main Street. I like to say that it's the old cuddles and bubbles. That's what I tell all the Cape Codders of how to find it. Uh, That's where it's located. We are um, working in collaboration with this event with Amplify PLC Cape Cod, which we're happy to be collaborating with again. Um, This is a fundraiser. This is our first annual fundraiser that we will host. What we're trying to do is raise funds for our 2024 film schedule. Uh, We have four projects that we plan to do between now and um, 2025. So we're just trying to raise funds for that. Um, We have in a very exciting night, we have, um, oh gosh, so many amazing uh, performers. Uh, Kanika Smith is going to be performing a monologue as well as uh, singing. And anyone who knows Kenny knows that she can sing. Okay, sis can blow. Olivia Yingling will also be singing uh, jazz and contemporary R&B. Anyone who's ever seen Olivia's set, you will be pleasantly surprised as always because she's phenomenal. Zihali. Peters, this is his first paid gig. So we're so happy to be a part of his journey. Um, he is a pianist and he is phenomenal. Keep looking out for that young man. I'm telling you, he's he's different. We'll also have Kennard Sr. and uh, Gavin, who will be playing piano with Zihali. And Kennard Sr. will be playing bass. I'll be giving a monologue as well. And um, we have a fun night like planned. I, I'm very, very excited. Awesome. It's also an auction. Yeah. Yes. There's a silent auction planned with a lot of great things that people can bid on. So I want to bid on a couple of things, but I can't, but uh, I'll tell you about it. So one of them is Mallory Portraits. They're from New Hampshire. Uh, They found us just online and we're just happy to be uh, working with them. So they're offering this humongous package of a full portrait you know the portraits that you see at the White House like 12 foot like they're humongous um so they will uh the prize is when you bid on it you win uh you will be going to New Hampshire uh they're going to have a three-hour session for you where they will um paint you basically uh they'll put you up in a hotel so that you don't have to drive home after you know driving all the way down there and then they will send you the painting with the frame free shipping and everything like it is a phenomenal gift Thank you to Mallory Portraits. Um, Katua Center for the Arts, they're giving us, offering two tickets to any show, which is phenomenal, any show in 2024. So if you've been to Katua Center for the Arts, you know they have uh, great programming. 
Cape Cinema is offering a uh, date night for two people, and we're going to put that in a bundle. We also have Tilden Arts Center is offering four tickets to their new show, Bright Star. Eden Hand Arts, which is like the really, really big one, they're offering um, a herring bracelet and a golden ticket. Um, anyone who's ever been to Eden knows that getting inside is a whole, whole thing. So with this golden ticket, uh, you and three other people can get inside and purchase whatever you like, like whenever they're open. And uh, we have goat yoga and Terraza has is offering her candles. Like we have so many things for people to bid on. It's going to be a really, really great time. Awesome. Awesome. So and food and drinks, appetizers and all of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. There will be appetizers uh, from the Caribbean Lounge. Their food is fantastic outside of what we'll be offering, which is meatballs, chicken and empanadas. But if you wanted to also order pineapple and bacon, it is delicious. Awesome. Can you talk about community productions and your projects this year? Boy, can I? I would love to. Um, <laughs> Tell us first about your overarching mission with your production company. Absolutely. Community Productions is a multimedia production company that tells BIPOC, which is Black, Indigenous, People of Color, and LGBTQIA stories through film and performance. To fund productions, we make videos for businesses that are owned by BIPOC and LGBTQIA people, as well as we organize events like this one, lip sync contests. We had our first one last year, which uh, Erica so hate us won. And we host events in order to keep ourselves in the community and bring more funds. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about the importance of folks seeing through the lens of the LGBTQ plus community? Personally, how, why is it important for you to focus your time and energy on making documentaries and films? And, you know, you grew up in Long Island and you've been here. Long Island, baby. Mm -hmm. And you've been here for 15 years. And you also, I think, lived in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, is it? Uh, for uh, Atlanta for a little bit and Columbus mostly. Can you talk a little bit about the climate for LGBTQ folks in these various places you've lived? As a, a Black lesbian woman, having representation, I think, is important. It is um, essential to see other people doing the things that you want to do who look like you. Um, it makes it easier for you to believe that you can achieve it yourself. Um, those examples are absolutely everything. That's why we do what we do, because we saw examples of people doing it and uh, we believe that we could. Long Island, Strong Island, uh, as I like to call it. Um, I was there until I was about 21. Um, I I'm very lucky and um, I came out at as a lesbian at 15, 16, and my parents are just like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. You know, there's so many stories that are so much more harmful and filled with trauma. Um, I'm very, very lucky that way. It, it was very inclusive. I mean, it's New York, you know, so uh, most people just really don't care. It just doesn't bother them at all. Being in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia is is very gay-centric. So again, um, a very open in, uh, environment, very open community. So was Columbus. Um, Georgia, the places that I went, um, Columbus and Atlanta, were very open and um, kind to LGBTQIA. I had no issues whatsoever. Cape Cod has been, it's been harder to find LGBTQIA. Um, it's so readily available in New York and Georgia, meaning like it's just, it's everywhere, you know? And also um, what there are different, I think this is my, <laughs> my thought is that there's not a lot of public transportation here on Cape Cod. So it's hard for people <laughs> to meet each other. We have a lot of that in New York and a lot of that in Georgia where um, everything is kind of readily available. 
you know, so you're always constantly uh, being uh, introduced to different um, ethnicities, different foods, different people, different everything all the time. On Cape, it's so different because, you know, there's different towns and everyone's kind of stuck in their own little bubble. So I think what we're trying to do is spotlight people of color, LGBTQIA, uh, make it easier for those who are trying to do what we do or trying to find what we do um, and just make it more readily available, tell the stories we don't often hear or see and have a really good time doing it. Awesome. So can you talk about what you have coming up? Uh, what's in the works? Oh, yeah, for sure. So we have four um, projects coming up in between um, now 2024 and 2025. What's up on the deck, I guess, right now would be our docuseries, Kitchen Table Talk. We'll be premiering a snippet of Kitchen Table Talks at the All Black Party. That'll be um, towards the back. So when you come in, we'll tell you where it is. Don't worry about it. So Kitchen Table Talks, uh, Black on Cape Cod is the first episode and first season. What we want to do is tell different stories from different cultural backgrounds here on Cape Cod. And kitchen table talks, like the stories that you get at Thanksgiving that nobody else gets, you know, the story that you've heard 17 times. Well, we haven't heard it. Um, the stories that just not just humanize us, humanizes us, but it's also something that we can all grasp on and have a, a sense of understanding and better understand each other. A point of reference, I guess I'd say, is what uh, Kitchen Table Talks is. And that's what we're trying to build with this docuseries. So uh, come check it out. And we're still looking for donors. Um, so if you're interested, you can email us at ctproductions.org or my email, T-I-S-R-E-A-L-A-3 at gmail.com. Our second event, <laughs> our second film project, which I'm so excited about, it's so silly. It's so silly, but I love it so much. Uh, it's called Zombie Season. What we wanted to do was we love zombies. Like who doesn't love zombies? They're so fun. And of course there's black <laughs> zombies because why wouldn't there be? So we have every kind of zombie. We don't often see black zombies in movies. Then next time you watch a zombie movie, look out, just saying. Anyway, so we take these six different characters. We have taken every stereotypical Cape Cod um, character or person you could think of and we smash them into one house. Um, and we watch these six people try to figure out what to do after the apocalypse. So there is a kind of like the real world situation mm -hmm. happening. And then the apocalypse breaks out. And then the film crew is like, well, we're already here. Let's just see what happens. And then we get to watch the madness unfold. It's really fun. Uh, mountain High is a buddy comedy about three friends who go up a mountain. Um, coming down is a little doozy and it gets kind of kind of iffy. Uh, looking forward to that one. And Parts is a sci-fi poetry detective piece where um, imagine if every, if like your adventurous side or like your uh, performer side just came out of your body and became a realized person. Uh, we get to see what that would be like in this new trippy sci-fi drama. So that's what that is. And we're still looking for donors for that one as well. And we're just trying to make fun, weird content that we can all enjoy. With regard to your docu-series, so I think it was before we went live, you were talking about sort of focusing in on various communities, like immigrant communities. Is that what you were saying? We don't know where we're going from here. Uh, we don't know what would be next, but we're open to, you know, talking about it with the community. And the point is um, for us to get families together to be kind enough to tell us their stories so we can better understand each other. And with each episode, we ask 
these families a different question and we try to answer that question within each episode, which usually revolves around community and how to build something where we think nothing is. So again, it's the All Black Party happening at the Caribbean Lounge. And so this is a Black Tie fundraiser for community productions. And you're going to be performing as well. Do do you have a a poem you'd like to share? Are you you feeling it? (laughs) Um. Am I feeling? Yeah, I'll I'll do an old one. I I am performing a monologue from 1968, and uh, it's from a veteran who just was part of a documentary who just opened his mouth and just spewed all of this truth. And um, his doc- every word that he says is still relevant today. And it was in 1968. So check that out. Come to the All Black Party, and then you can see the documentary. Uh, it's been a while since um, I've done this one. I'll do a listen. So. This one is a newer one. I was going to do an old one, but that one's kind of boring. So I'll try the new one. Listen. Listen. I'm out here wearing light blue jeans on my period. I ain't scared of nothing. Everybody kind of see me on stage, baby, David Ruff. Got an APB on my metaphors. They're searching for a meaning. The ancestors hold up my weak side. I was born left-leaning pick. Pocketing knowledge like a corner boy scholar. Notorious mindset. Shout to Christopher Wallace. Listen. There's enough room at the table everybody can eat. Bring your plate, some patience, ideas, and love. I know you only know what you know, so allow me to show you how I fill my cup up. To be honest, I just figured this thing out myself. 40 years on this third rock from the sun, and I'm just learning how to give and take who to and from. I used to set my boundaries like a JV track meet. Anybody could clear the hurdle. Now, my sport is varsity high jump. Oh, you're going to have to practice extensively before you ever even think to step to me. In my big age, on my big journey, I tolerate nothing less than good intentions and honesty. I'm not interested in that shiny stuff you promised me. You're going to have to put some work in. Listen. I started unlearning lessons and assimilation. Social media be bright, but that spotlight is part of the hazing. That's not real. Comparison will have you snuff out joy in the back alley, chasing clout like Amy, but that girl ain't about it. Though changing who I am will make the past less clouded. I crisscross wires, find a mistake in the matrix, waiting for Wonder Woman to come and save me, silly rabbit. But now, now I understand the assignment. Now I put my face mask on first. Now I love every part of me. From my abandonment issues to my fear of love to the parts of me that used to lay in foreign beds and stare at dark ceilings trying to escape realities. From the bottoms of my feet to the ends of my locks. I am more than in love. I am in respect with a child and a wild woman inside. But this revelation is by no means a challenge because please believe you can still get this smoke. Like Amazon Athena, I am healing, not healed. Thank you. Awesome. Really awesome. Rock on. <laughs> That's great. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Oh, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, now I'm all ready. I want to go see you play and perform poetry. So yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So just let us all know. <laughs> Do you yes. have any performances coming up? I do. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, May 1st, I'm writing a one-woman show that I'm doing at Four Seas with uh, Vana Trudeau. Everyone knows who Vana is. Yeah, um, Vana. Uh, she yeah. might be directing. Um, she's for sure. Um, I'm doing it with her class, an independent study class for the college. So May 1st, uh, we're putting it up at the college and we're going to try to tour it. 
Um, it is a autobiography that will be kind of about, it is not kind of, it's about my life. Um, I put poetry in it. There's going to be some cool um, art and, and paintings from local artists and um, a silhouette with uh, some dancing behind it. So we, we have a whole big um, shebang bang planned out. So uh, May 1st, make sure you come on, check that out. Awesome. Well, we will. Shebang bang. Sounds good. That's awesome. <laughs> May first at four C's. Rock on. Uh, that's an awesome thing. And uh, I wanted to ask you, you did a TED Talks um, uh, in Provincetown. It's consent and boundaries in a post Me Too era. I was wondering, you know, um, how much you think things have changed, say, since we were teenagers. You're a little bit younger than me, but same ballpark. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So much. Um, so many <laughs> things have changed. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of, of radio and I listen to The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God. He has this great quote where he says that we are the first generation with the luxury of healing. Um, we are the first generation where it's cool to just be like, I'm not OK. Or it's cool to just be like, I don't want to do this. You know, um, I think things have changed because it's become more acceptable for young people, all people to just be like, I don't like this, you know, and have that be the end of the conversation. For so long, we were taught that not only is it not OK, but you're just supposed to take it. You know, like if you're uncomfortable, well, that's a you thing. But no, it's not a me thing. Like I'm uncomfortable. I don't like how this is. Stop doing it. And I think now these kids are just they're just so brave. You know, these kids are so brave and, and they're giving us the opportunity to be brave as well. And I think all of us are understanding that boundaries are not just something that we say, you know, when we're talking in a, like an art circle, you know, it's, it's not like a, a fluffy thing. It's, it's, it's a thing that is important for every single person. Everyone has boundaries. And the more that we accept that once someone says, this is my boundary, that's it. That's there's no going back. Um, I think we've come so far. We still have so much further to go. But man, oh, man, um, I think these kids are on the right track. And I'm excited to see uh, how the next generation just continues to accept who they are and say it loudly. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like people, you know, previous generations have been taught to um just it's almost like being trained to have your boundaries when go, gone over like absolutely that people have trained their children like go hug this person you feel uncomfortable with and be nice to that person that you're feeling is inappropriate with you and and oh you know they don't mean anything by it or or that's they're just like a child they you know blah blah like i mean um you know, I feel like my grandmothers and my mom, I have a stepmom too, kind of just uh, my moms <laughs> were taught to to not listen to boundaries, not listen to their own and not even figure out what feels good and what doesn't. So that is uh, <laughs> a story we've all heard a, a lot, you know, yep. and uh, enough, you know, no is a full sentence. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that is there anything else i mean it's like gosh you have four different uh productions you have your fundraiser this friday at the caribbean lounge that everyone should go to and um and uh may 1st you have a one-woman show so 
it's full and you're a goldsmith to boot, but we won't even go there. <laughs> yeah. ADHD and all that. <laughs> um, also, you, you, your production company, you work with M. Um, I don't know. Yes, M and Twizzle. Yes, they're awesome. Um, M and I have been friends. Oh, gosh, going on 10 years now. We started at Four Seas. We became friends at Four Seas doing plays together. Um, and we just clicked, man. Like M's the homie. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Have an awesome evening. Everyone uh, can tune into this as a podcast on WOMR and feel free to share. It'll be up on Apple Podcasts on Healing Wisdom Radio Show as well. Thank you, Tamara Israel, for being with us this evening. Thank you, Pandora. Uh, Please check out the All Black Party and thank you to Amplify POC Cape Cod. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. theme music is provided by Mazin. You can find her website at mazinmusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N.